You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the weekly review, the podcast bro's guide to morality, the weekend's place of sanity, and Cold Sprouse's mirror for refracted vanity. Uh, I am Ben Codju, and I'm joined uh, by Mar V, who is absolutely furious about the state of the internet. Hello, Mar. <laughs> and uh, Johan, who got up far too early this morning and is sitting here in a body warmer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to be the mascot today. You know, like the ones in the in the sports teams that wear the big fluffy kind of uh, things and they don't really speak because they've got... Too bad it's a podcast and it's yeah. all about speaking. <laughs> I know. I'll bring the energy. <laughs> as soon as we start talking about podcast bros, you'll be in. I can't be the only, yeah. bro. I can't be the only bro, dude. I'm even wearing the kind of bro-y kind <laughs> of vest. You know how bros... No, the, the, the not tech bros, uh, finance bros. There was a thing in New York about how finance bros all wear the same yeah. Patagonia kind of uh, insular heating uh, vest uh, mine isn't of that brand uh, but yeah I guess I could look like a Wall Street bro you have uh, to defend yourself <laughs> no, me? he's happy with it he, <laughs> I'm not a bro he's like, well no, Succession's I... coming back we'll all be wearing them won't we yeah um, so today we're not going to be talking about Succession um, but we're going to be judging who is the most embarrassing there's three of us so there can't be a tie Sam Levinson and The Weeknd being HBO flops Cole Sprouse being the cringiest person alive on Call Her Daddy or Men With Podcasts in general uh, uh, plus our album of the week is from Fever Ray but first action <laughs> what a song that is you can imagine the orcs coming like rolling down the hills can't you and People rolling dice and you know slaying dragons by means of having a higher dice score than something else. So, is this the Tame Impala song from the new Dungeons and Dragons movie adaptation? It is. Ah, yeah, I was yeah. like, why? <laughs> why do you get that image so clearly? But can't you imagine it though? Like, yeah, that, now that you said it, but I was like so like surprised that you were so sure about it. I was too small when I don't I remember they showed they played the cartoon of Dungeons and Dragons on Spanish television and I remember yeah a lot of children were excited about it but I don't know why maybe I was just too young to sort of appreciate it or get into it uh, but it's is it a, is it a video game or was it a board game No board it's game. a board game you never played it I've never played board the Dungeons and Dragons board game I uh, I haven't but I I've seen movies where people play the game I don't. I was. Was it available in Spain? Well, you wouldn't know because we don't. I don't know. Don't know. It I was. Don't know. A big, it must big have been. Yeah. Dragones y mazmorras in Spanish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It must. It must. It must have been popular. Yes. My brother-in-law is into it, so he must have got into it some somewhere. And he's as Catalan as they come. So, uh-huh. You know yeah. who's really into it? Albi from Queer Up Your Life. Is he? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, it it doesn't make much sense, but yeah. I'm I'm interested about the backstory of the the, the making of this song uh, by T- Kevin Parker and whoever else he makes music with in with, with Nicholas Albrook who also plays in Pond right? God, they're the nicest dudes, aren't they? Yes, Australians. Yeah, they're nice people. Um, they apparently made this track in Barcelona when they were living here during that week. We brought them to play at Primavera Sound. Well, this is the amazing thing, actually. I want to ask both of you what you thought about this, because, um, yeah, all right, uh, so they we the, we rented a villa in Spain that kind of felt like a castle for two nights whilst on tour for Primavera. The location got us in the right frame of mind. It went from there. 
We stayed up late coming up with weird ideas and song lyrics. Where is this villa? Where is this villa? So if he says it looked like a castle, it must have been a masia, which are the typical yeah, sort it, of country did houses. Did he like rent a house that far away from like Barcelona? It's not, you can get masias not that far yeah. out of Barcelona. You, in, in half an hour, you're there or, or even 40 minutes. It's... First of all, Australians are used to like yeah, long yeah. distances. Longer, yeah. So like a half an hour or even an hour drive is like pff, nothing. nothing. Com- you know, that's something culturally it's cultural about Spanish or people who live in Spain. Because the distances are so short between other major cities, we think a two-hour drive is like, oh, you know, it's uh, I've got to plan a weekend for that. And for people like, I always, I'm always amazed when I hear Americans like Californians oh. say, oh, yeah, we're just going to go to Vegas for the weekend. It's like a four-hour drive, mm-hmm. one, you know, each way. But they, they'll drive like three hours to go to a party. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Yeah. There's no way I could. Uh, no way. Me, uh, half an hour, that's, that's all I'm doing. I'll yeah. do an hour. I'll do an hour if I particularly like you, you know. But mm-hmm. like, yeah. You know. Um, any but any any ideas where it could be? Because that they really nailed the Dungeons and Dragons theme. Yeah, there. I don't know, maybe close to Montserrat. I, but I, I love bet. what <laughs> I love what a power move it is for a band. Like they're not they're even better than staying at a hotel. It's like yeah, no no no, we rent a castle, yeah. <laughs> a villa. I mean, obviously they were here for a full entire week. You know, for, they but were playing still, both. Yeah, and they were busy. Because they made the track for a, a yeah. soundtrack, which that's that's extra cash. The Kevin Parker DJ at Nizza. Uh, while the um, Alasiutad thing that was going on, or no, 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 uh, no, on a Saturday. Uh, so while maybe. we were at Primavera, he performed on a Thursday, I think, right? Each both weekends, uh, but on the Saturday night, he he de- he had he had a DJ. He performed a DJ set at. The Apollo. I always kind of feel bad for people who go to the Apollo during Primavera because it's like, yeah, you're in Apollo with Kevin Parker, but you're not in well, the forum where all the best stuff no, is. No, but that's pretty cool saying you're paid like 12 euros to see Kevin Parker like DJ at a club. Yeah, but you know. I think it's pretty cool. I think but, it's pretty cool. I'm not quite sure where you're going. I'm no. going to the fact it's that... Like, it, I'm not like others. I'm here at Apollo. But it's it kind of like, why are you not at Primavera Sound? Why are you at the Apollo uh, you because know, you're so special and so. No, normal. it's because you haven't been able to, for whatever reason, get a ticket to Primavera. I always feel that when I'm in Primavera Sound, it's the best party ever, and like any other party, is just below it. You know, and it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like a, I do not ever want to be at the Apollo when Primavera Sound is happening. Except That's what I'm gonna say. If Kevin Parker, if Kevin Parker is DJing, is DJing okay. it's quite. If a random is DJing, okay, I get it. But if Kevin Parker is DJing for you, like at Apollo, it's quite cool. Yeah, I, I always feel the same bit like off Sonar. You know, like it's sort of like Sonar puts on this like really good lineup of like interesting electronic things, and off Sonar comes in with like tech house DJs. Yeah. So like, why do you go to that? You yeah, know, and people fly into Barcelona yeah. to go to Off Sonar, and it's like, oh, okay, man. that's fair enough. You know, no, I mean, do what, do what you like. Do, what do you like? like? But I was on, I was on the tram with some absolute tech house bros around the time of On Sonar, mm-hmm. and they were like, just, just like, going. I was like, oh, God. Do you know what business techno is, Mar? I can imagine, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I only found out what two years ago. Uh, yeah, it, Ben, enlighten us. Yeah, what is business techno? Well, it's like the kind of awful techno you hear at like bad, bad clubs often in Ibiza, to be honest. Mm. Um, and, you know, really blokey, really white, really V-neck jumper, like just really, really, really bad. It's not going to be sort of some interesting wonky. But Jeff Mills would 
is not business techno, but he would probably be invited to perform at a business techno kind of festival, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. That was always my... That's why I never went to techno parties in Madrid, because there was never a vibe like that cool, weird vibe that you'd get in Apollo, you know, Nizza or anything. You know, it was always a bit rough. Uh, I don't want to get into trouble. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think we could, we could definitely but get into trouble. The, the vibe was just not... It's like, nah, aquí no hay rollo ni nada. You know, it was just like aggressive. It, was, uh, it, it wasn't colourful. It wasn't queer. It wasn't nothing. Well, I went to... I won't, I won't say the name, but I went to um, a very big techno-ish festival over three... Two days, two or three days, and there was like lots of good stuff. But at the end of like day one, it's just like I do not want to hear another like dum dum dum. Like, <laughs> That's I, your fault for going to a techno festival. All right, no? blimey! <laughs> yeah. But why were you surprised that the that no, electronic I'm, music I'm, was playing at, a, at an electronic music <laughs> no, festival? Be, right. No, one thing, one thing, British clubs have that they've always had is they tend to be more eclectic than others like mm -hmm. you go to a club and there'll be like techno in one room but you'll have drum and bass in drum another um, which I don't think you get so much here never might be I mean you have the occasional you know smaller smaller area or a bigger festival like Monegros they might book a, a drum and bass DJ but it was not like in the UK where it was huge it was like 50% of the music you'd hear at a club would be drum and bass I want I wanted to ask, like Dungeons and Dragons, we saw it in Stranger Things, right? Has it been revived? Is it is it in now? I don't know. They're reviving anything from the eighties or anything fantastical. Mm. You know, they they can they've probably got an algorithm saying anything you re-release is going to connect with younger generations of early teenagers or you know or toddlers even. So it's like there's you know the the, the characters are created. There's a whole canon. There's a whole history. They don't have to even create anything new. They just have to update everything with new graphics. And a new soundtrack with people like Tame Impala to make it hip. I've got to say, I've seen the trailer for the Dungeon Dragon film and it's not going to get me out of my armchair. <laughs> it just looks like it's actors inside a CGI room, isn't it? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see the edge. But speaking of film, I just wanted to say congratulations to Kehui Kwan for getting that best supporting actor for all of the Our all of the best cast. listener. I, hey, Kehui. <laughs> He's, Congratulations. he's listening to us. I'm sure he is, or I'll send it to him uh, th through the DMs. Uh, it was so nice seeing him g getting the Oscar. I mean, it was almost announced because he was just picking up every award in the award season for his best supporting role in everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, but seeing him get it in the same room in front of Steven Spielberg, who discovered him uh, and cast him in Raiders of, in, uh, the, in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, sat next to his wife, Kate Capshaw, who played the heroine in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And the, what blew my mind was that his agent, who helped him ink the deal for everything all, everywhere all at once, is Jeff Cohen, who plays Chunk in The Goonies. So it was just this like amazing sort of multiverse thing for him where all of his like his two major roles that everyone adores him for and by the way probably everyone sat in that Oscar room has a fond memory of seeing either The Goonies or Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom because everyone is more or less around my age <laughs> so they well doesn't matter what age you know you Mark you're yawning. You you no. you, you, didn't, you never watched. The if Goonies. Tom Cruise didn't go to the Oscars, I'm not. I'm not paying what attention. A, what to a curmudgeon! Tom Cruise. Are you a Tom Cruise <laughs> fan? 
No, what I'm saying is, if someone actually in like in one of the films involved can be asked to go to the ceremony, like I'm not I'm because not gonna... he didn't want to um, run into Nicole Kidman, which is iconic of Nicole Kidman to be like <laughs> so, so, so I don't know, so Nicole Kidman that Tom Cruise is still today afraid of you. But I why is he afraid of her? Because I... they, it's his ex-wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know we've, well, we've all got exes, don't we? Well. Apparently, Tom Cruise is really afraid of one. But I think they don't, don't, so. don't they have a child in common and stuff like. No. I think yeah, they, I think they adopted some. Um, they adopted they some adopted. children and they forgot about them. Like oh, we don't care about them. I think it's quite. I, mean, I don't know. Allegedly, <laughs> I'm sure they care very much. <laughs> but <laughs> but, um, but uh, where, where was I? Going? Yeah, Tom Cruise didn't show up. Neither did James Cameron, whose Avatar movie was nominated for <laughs> Best Picture and Best Other Things, and it's like. He didn't go as a kind of, oh no, he didn't go apparently because he wasn't nominated for best director, and it's like, come on, you you know you're you're making a movie to get people back in the theater, and you won't go to the theater to like promote it and go and celebrate with part of the academy and stuff. I don't know. Maybe they had other reasons that didn't have to deal with pettiness. I have a slight dilemma about the Oscars. I wonder if I could a moral dilemma if I could run it past you. Okay. Um. <laughs> So, do I prefer the Oscars like this year where nothing happened and it was incredibly boring? Mm -hmm. Or do I prefer the Oscars like uh, last year where, like, somebody oh had a bit of a meltdown and kind of slapped someone else? And it really, you know, it's like, it's, it's not nice when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, but it was, it was, it was, you know, it's something spectacular having on happening on live TV. You know, you kind of want those moments. But don't you all want us to live in perfect harmony, you know, and underneath a rainbow of kisses and the sunshine of love? I know. I mean, it was a horrible moment and it was like, <gasps> and, we were, and we've been talking about it for too long, <laughs> the, the, the slap. By the way, Chris Rock has finally released his, it's not in, it's not on Spain yet, but uh, his new stand-up special on Netflix is out in some countries. And he and he has a whole bit like laying into Will Smith. I watched a little bit of it because I couldn't wait. I was too impatient. And <laughs> he has his revenge, basically. He really in in the best way possible, which is making people laugh, making fun of Will Smith for for you know, for for handling the the situation the way he did, and dragging Jada Pinkett a little bit as well. But I guess you know he's he's at war with the Smiths, you know, uh, so. A comedian's got a right to turn it into his gold dust and make money off it. I guess. Talking of cringing moments. Yes. Mark, yeah. We, it is got, your time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My revenge against men once again. <laughs> every all, week. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to say that. No, I'm sure. You're about, not allowed about, to say not all men because that makes you all men. Not all men. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, what about, it, what about queer men? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know not all men, but the fact that you have to emphasize it emphasize it makes you like all oh, men i mean I, there that's a tip for you so you don't say it in a bad like crowd so like tough crowd eh? not all men <laughs> oh, i love the idea as johannes kind of stand-up comedian I, need, I, I, I just feel like, like I, need, I need to sort of like speak up for the listen the male yeah. listener who's like yeah. hey what is this like we're just getting it you know no one at the table is going to defend you know it's like hey come on then. yeah yeah that's actually your role but i have to like yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you've got the, you've got the, you've got the stick <laughs> in your hand, and you're like, Whoosh. you're not I'm letting so us climb down on some, your. Some like eventually an insult will come and like mm, do something very bad to me, like uh, 
put like a B O M B in the in the place don't, that I <laughs> don't don't tempt it. I mean, you know, because I I go well. It's not a joke. I actually think all of this, but it's it's funny if you see it that way. Like, please I, don't kill me. I like to think an incel would sort of get to your house to kill you. Would see some like underwear and get all scared and run away or something. Yeah, like that. I hope I hope that's how it works. <laughs> so well, so yeah. who's who's embarrassing my uh, our our gender? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's actually like this is the biggest competition there is mm, today, and it feels like every day. And so I decided it it should be a game show because at this point um, it's it's way too fun. The the stakes are very high, and so they deserve to have like a rightful winner. Like I, we could do it every week, but uh, um, we'll start with this one and see where it goes. Just to remember, last time you did a game show, you didn't like the winner. Me and Johan came. Yeah, out yeah, with. yeah. Probably I will disagree, but I let you play again because I'm <laughs> this kind of person. I'm so good. Um. So, okay, this week's contestants, there's three. And all of them are have a very strong um, projects and, and things that they have to demonstrate they are the most embarrassing person, um, at least this week. Men, especially. The most embarrassing men, but also person. Um, first off, let's welcome The Weeknd and Sam Levinson, who oh. represent... Like kind of masculine toxicity that we all know of, but in an, an extent that it's kind of laughable. Like you, you, you made it too much. Now I have to laugh. That's uh-huh. cringe. Like it's not even offensive. That's cringe. Um, coming up next, um, after the weekend and Sam Levinson, we have Cole Sprouse. Um, I will introduce him later if you don't know who he is. But he's representing like a kind of unhinged pretentiousness old um, child star kind of cringe. Okay. So he's back and uh-huh. he's cringe because he thinks he's so much better than he actually is. Um, and finally, you. <laughs> and we, finally... Are not... <laughs> we are not these people. Say no, it. We're man we have a podcast. So no, like... <laughs> we are radio professional radio journalists, music journalists, and we, we, we belong on the radio. We're not podcast bros sat in some garage. You'll have your, about... your time for your case, but we have podcast bros who may not be you, but you could be considered that, but we'll see later, um, who represent um, undateable people. <laughs> that's it. And that's cringe also. Um well, they are undateable because they're cringe, not because... Okay, yeah, yeah we understood. Okay. They're so, so cringy that... Yeah, I, I get it. They're undateable. So let's start with let's The weekend and Sam Levinson. Let's see each case and decide who is the winner so we have a lot more context and better ways to decide who is actually the cringiest person this week. Okay. So, Sam Levinson and The weekend. What are they up to? What do we have to know to decide if they're the cringiest or not? Let's have some context so we understand everything and and not get lost in all the drama. So <laughs> back in November 2021, so it was quite a long time ago, it was announced that HBO had a new series and it would be co-created by The Weeknd. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. um, he actually has... I, I was reading the article and he ha- actually had like another... Name obviously, he's not born in the weekend. Abel Tessa Faye, yeah, true. It took me a long time to realize that was that was the weekend. 
Um, well, it was uh, this new show that was supposed to be coming um, was to be created, co-created by The Weeknd, his producing partner Reza Faim, and we all know him, Euphoria creator Sam Levinson. But it it was supposed to be directed, so these are all the co-creators, and the director was supposed to be Amy Sames. Uh, I don't know how Amy Sames. 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 Okay, and she is the director um, of the Girlfriend Experience, but also some of the episodes of Atlanta wow. that we have all watched. So if you remember that season where they go to Germany to celebrate something related to, um, um, I don't know. Oh, no, they don't go to Germany. They go to a German party. But I think they're in Germany no. because they're touring. No, no, uh, no, that, no, second season. Okay, second season. No, no, but the, but the third season they do go to Europe, but yes. I haven't seen it yet. But no, but I'm talking about the second season. I where she's they, dressed yeah, like yeah, a Bavarian yeah, yeah. waitress, and he's they're not in, in Germany. They're not no, in Germany. No. They're in a they're in a German themed party or w- with German expats or something. But but mm-hmm. in some they're not even in Atlanta. They have to drive to the next state or something. I remember. Okay. I love that. Episode. That episode yeah. was directed yeah. by her. So we know wow. we trust her. We are all in this TV show that's supposed to be coming. And also, we have to remember at this time we are in the height of euph- euphoria success. So everyone is super, 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 super excited about this show that's gonna be called The Idol. Okay. Um. Up until now, everything good, everything good, everything um correct and excited about what's coming up. So um, we had very few details about what what the show would be about, except that Lily Rose um, Depp, um, Johnny Depp's daughter. Nepo. Um, yeah, <laughs> Nepo but <alert. laughs> also iconic Nepo. I love her. Um, except when she said that um, ne- nepotism wasn't actually a thing. We'll let that slide because she was <laughs> it not... It is a little bit. <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> um, well, she would be playing the main character. And what we know about the... Um, the theme of the show is, I'm going to quote, um, it was going to be a dark satire of fame and the fame model in the 21st century. The things that was that we subject our talent and stars to, the forces that put people in the spotlight, and how that can be manipulated in a post-Trump world. Okay, okay. Interesting. sounds interesting, like a satire of... Yeah. of Kind of dark um, about this, the world of fame. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's not like yeah. the most original original idea, but the fact that these people are behind it and, and yeah, being yeah. a yeah, yeah. major production kind of made it sound like something I would watch. Good I track want. records. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, a few weeks ago, like a couple of weeks ago, um, most of us must have seen what happened is that a Rolling Stone article. Um, came out <laughs> and basically exposed all the shit show that this show had turned into since the last updates we had that were basically this and a few trailers. So what happened since this first idea that we supposedly were super into, but now it has changed a lot. So um, what what has happened and what has shifted so much? Um, apparently, people that worked on the set were interviewed by Rolling Stone and said that since the beginning, um, it looked like the director, Amy Simons. Simons. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to say it. Um, she was set up to fail since the beginning because um, she was like, when she showed up the first weeks and said they were supposed to be like starring 
recording or something. Um, the Sam Levinson was not there because um, he was um, recording season two of Euphoria. And I think The Weeknd wasn't there either because he was touring. So nobody that actually runs the show was there except for her. And she was brought like unfinished scripts that she had to finish. Which what? It, she's, it's not her job. She's the director. She shouldn't be like also the be the writer of the show, but she had to do it because it was unfinished. And the final the the final episode was not written either. It was like, uh, we don't know. <laughs> it's up to you. Um, so she had a lot of... Um, and the timeline, like the timestamp, I don't know how it's called. The schedule. Yeah, the schedule. She had to like bring in the episodes and stuff. It, it was... Like deadlines, the, the deadlines. deadlines exactly. The deadlines were mainly impossible, and and it it was a, a an impossible job to do. But she managed somehow to kind of do it and and make something that she can somewhat be proud of. Um, but once you it was eighty percent done, like on it had like n almost nothing to finish. Mm -hmm. The weekend came and said like, hey. You know what? This show, mm, not I, I don't like it. I know it's 80% done and I could have said that much earlier, but I wasn't bothered. Um, <laughs> all about that female perspective and Lily Rose Depp being the main character and the show being about this and everything that we accorded and, and everything that the plot is about. Hey, let's scrap that. Like, I don't like it. I want to be basically the main character. I'm not in it too much. That There's too much, quote unquote, female perspective. Oh, my God. And everyone was like, ah, what, what do you mean? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it sounds insane. I know. But you know what's insane? I'm actually the co-creator and I have this power. So if I say scrap it, you're going to scrap it. And Sam Levinson was next to him like, hey, yeah, why not? I'm going to support you on that. Why don't you make me director? And he was like, yeah, make you director and you make me the star of the show. Oh. One thing I loved about the Rolling Stone uh, article was they said basically like uh, Levinson's whole thing was like, well, what are they going to do? Not get another series of Euphoria? And it's like, yeah, oh. I, I have that at the bonus oh, point. Me, of, right, right. No, no, but he, yeah, if if once the like Disney villain archetype the other one is also like the disney villain archetype it's like two bad men come and destroy the show that she has been working on so hard oh and God. they could have said that so much earlier but they decided not to because they're mean and well that happened and so amy was out bye amy thank you um and then um so all of this got money so it's now like um I think it, the budget has come up to 75 million or Jesus. something like that because they they made a show and they erased it basically. Um, oh, a source and then a source said, and I think that basically sums up everything that went on. Um, it was like the weekend wanted one show that was all about him, and Sam was on board with that. And they also say it was like sexual torture porn. Yeah, what the show came up to. So. Um, and another source said, there is no point in the show. Um, they're just trying to see how much of a reaction they can get. And I hate that so much. There's a few movies that I feel like they're just like about reaction movie, not about a point or like a plot or anything. It's like reactionary and uh, and that's it. And it's like, uh, we need a point. So basically, um, the main um, title of the article um, or the main idea of the article um, of this Rolling Stone, like... 
um, report, um, it was that it went from the satire from satire to the thing it was satirizing. So it was uh, like a kind of a satire of a type of Hollywood fame and blah blah blah. But then Sam Levison was like, "What if <laughs> it's not a satire and we actually make this like look serious?" And um, um, there's a lot like trigger warning, sexual assault, and sexual um, violence and stuff. There's a lot of like scenes um, that like the apparently the Wiccan um, character um, abuses the 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 protagonist who is Lily Rose Depp, yeah. and then she likes it, and that's how she becomes like she thinks that what makes her creative. So it's basically a lot of rape all the time, and the girl asking for it. It and, sounds like a Lars von Trier movie. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a, they should stop from from start to finish. Okay. Yeah. Well, then um, right. that's our first part of contenders. So the stakes are high. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not feeling good. Towards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I and mean, no. But if you want uh, a bit more, you're not convinced. Like you want a bit more bonus points to like for the final de- decision that might hel- help you. Um, when the teaser trailers first began dropping. Yeah. Um, and that's gonna be a bit cringe. Um, that. You could read when the credits came out and um, you could read from the sick and twisted minds of the weekend and Sam Levinson. And that's the cringiest <laughs> thing I have ever read. Like the sick and twisted minds. Like, oh, my God, are you 12? Like you want to <laughs> be like so bad. I'm a bad boy. I'm sick and twisted. Look at this <laughs> show I made. It's like, oh, God, just put like written and directed by, by Sam Levinson. Bye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, bye. Nobody has like sick it's and childish, twisted. Oh, my God. But I have to admit that that's kind of the weekend's brand, like being kind of intersexual yeah, deviance. I like, thought it was kind of like, I don't know, like a character for shows and stuff not i think he's actually like that and that's a bit cringe like uh, yeah even oh in his cameo in was it good time or the safety brothers one? Uh, or yeah. was it an uncut jams an uncut jams uh <laughs> he also he's his cameo is like he's in a backstage yeah, with groupies yeah. and you know it's kind of and, but, and coked uh, out i could uh, like acting yeah i know it exists but at this point i'm like is it acting well, well, maybe artists do that. Like, it's like if I'm gonna do a movie, I'm gonna try and make it put put uh, potential, uh, um, heighten my brand. Like, if I'm known for being this kind of twisted, dark, but, twisted fantasy guy, uh, just keep doing it in everything I do. I don't know. At which point are you? Like, is it a character if behind the scenes you're still acting like this? Because they said like it was very like difficult to work oh. with them, and like, and when he scrapped the 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 whole show that doesn't look like something a character would do it's like you're doing it <laughs> it's, it's you as a person like asking for like to remove the whole show and make it about you it's not the weekend i Me, don't know how to say it. it's like him and sam were like doing lots of drugs one day allegedly i'm just imagining doing lots of drugs like at the height of their like success and they're like wouldn't it be cool if we do the ultimate dick move and we and we like like be- become like total dicks on this on this production and we yeah. scrap this the uh, Amy's that, work, and, yeah. and and people are going to be talking about it. They're going to try and cancel us. Yeah, yeah, do another one. Yeah, it's going to be super <laughs> cool, and and people are going to talk about it. It's going to be hit, and we're going to make so much money on residuals. And, and stuff. they're super right because that's what's happening. But at the same time, cringe. Um, yeah, but and, cringe can make money. Yeah, 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 uh, totally. All these people, I'm going to say, are making money and will make money. But is I'm going to crown you the cringiest person 
Like uh, that's I'm not gonna. You gotta take that. it, yeah. yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. you may get your hundred million, but you are getting the, the cringiest <laughs> crumbs. I, I think I'd rather get the hundred million. I don't mind all of y'all cringing <laughs> on the internet yeah, while I, I'm, a, I'm on a luxury. But resort. at least we can talk about it because if <laughs> oh, yeah. if you get the millions and then we cannot talk about it, it's like let me talk about it. Exactly. I want to say, Johan, it. did you learn nothing from Triangle of Sadness? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Uh, Abigail, my hero, heroine. See, that's I'm angry at the Oscars. They should have nominated, uh, given the Oscar the best screenplay at least to uh, Ruben Oslin. Sorry, and, and let's he, not derail. Okay, mm. let's not derail. Um, yeah, two final things to to this uh, amazing pair of people. Um, one of the reasons people were very, 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 very excited about the show is because in all, all of the trailers that have come out of the show, yeah, um, you can see that Ginny. I think she's Jenny, yeah. Jenny, Jenny. I always say her name bad. From um, Blackpink. From Blackpink is um also a character oh. on the show. And it's so cool to see her like outside of Blackpink and doing like acting stuff and, and next to yeah, Lily Rose and, and all these actors. And it was very exciting, um, rightfully so. Apparently, <laughs> according to the article, she's barely in it and she had like three or four lines per episode and someone said they didn't let her talk much. Her job was to sit there and look oh, pretty, basically. No. So <laughs> they used her. Basically, I bet all her airtime in the trailers and there will be nothing else just to like get the attention of people who like K-pop or yeah. people who are interested in seeing her act. Um, and then you will be left with nothing because she's barely in the show. That's, that's the that's worst. That's bad. I hate um, it when they do that. And and then what Ben said that apparently um, Sam Levinson at some point of the production um, of the like second production um, he stopped like sending in um, scripts and and things that like um, HBO needed and he was like oh what are they gonna do like ask me for things fire me they're not gonna fire me I have to like do Euphoria season three they need me like like the condescension like I I hate men. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just hate, I just hate like yeah people who who get so powerful yeah. that they think they think and then they he'll end up fucking it up. Sorry, uh, screwing it up and uh, and it's like, dude, it's just a TV show. Yeah, uh, we, we and and on. have you seen like then everyone um came like the backlash of the article. Everyone seeing Sam Levinson like is already <laughs> like a character that is always on trending topic for the bad reasons, like the wrong stuff. Um. And oh my god, I forgot what I was gonna say. That is ah yeah yeah yeah. And then the weekend um made a, a tweet like responding to the article um with a clip of the show. I think I, you must have seen oh, it. Oh, where and he's like talking about the, the, the Rolling, importance of Rolling Stone yeah, magazine nowadays. Like, oh, are you mad because we like this is in the show and they were saying like the Rolling Stone is not um relevant anymore. relevant anymore. Blah blah blah. And it's like. Uh, First of all, no, we're mad about other stuff. It's yeah. <laughs> because everything that's written on the article. But second of all, that looks awful. If that is the show, that is a $75 million show. And the I'm acting scared. is that bad. I'm scared. <laughs> that looks bad. He is wearing like a dollar store um, wig and they're in a like setup that looks like a video clip, like a bad video clip, like... Looks nothing, and the the dialogue. It almost looks like script, one of those reality shows, like uh, Love Is Love yeah, Island. Yeah, Love Island, totally. And it looks like nothing that would ever 
happen in real life like yeah. it, like they're fighting for their their lives to make it look real and it's it's not it looks bad and so <laughs> it's not like the comeback that the weekend thought it was okay <laughs> up next are you ready for our next contender he's the I'm I'm angry about this next one. <laughs> I know you would. When I was writing it, I, I was like, I, well, I'm not gonna. You, the, you can say it later. For, next up, we have Mr. <laughs> Goldsprout. You don't even know the reason I'm angry. <laughs> I can imagine. Can I can imagine. imagine. All right. But I, I'll let okay. you have your opinions later. Okay, First okay. up, we have his case, and then we can defend him or finish him. <laughs> um, he's a former child star, most known for being Ross Kids. A kid on Friends, if you remember when Ro- the son of the lesbians, no, remember well, the son of Ross. And the, Ross. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, but the, yeah, the, he the, plays Aaron. The, I don't remember. But ben? Was he I on... think he was called Ben. Oh, yeah, he yes, was. yeah, yeah. He was um, called Ben, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. um, but Mother... <laughs> <laughs> no one can be called like this. No way, <laughs> there's only one Ben. <laughs> um, then I, I think his most popular role and the one that my generation knows him from is being a Disney Channel kid and because he was on the he was the main character next to his twin brother on the sweet life of Zack and Cody and then he's still uh, playing a character on the ongoing mess show that it's Riverdale I have never seen it but apparently it's like very chaotic and it doesn't make much sense the plot but it's like a soap opera it doesn't need to make sense oh like Santa Barbara okay um (laughs) What? There was a show. There was a there was a soap opera called in the eighties or nineties called Santa Barbara, and it went on for on. Uh, yeah, and on, it's kind of like that, like and endless seasons. It, it was like a ended. high school drama thing, and now uh, when you see the trailers out of context, they all have superpowers for some reason, <laughs> and it's like, wh- how did the plot like evolve to this? <laughs> the weekend. Maybe the weekend was there. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Creating scripts. Well, why is he on our list of cringy men? Yeah. Um, he went um, on a con- the controversial podcast called Call Her Daddy. I love it. Is it you know Call Her Daddy? Yeah, why? Got, uh, ben didn't know Call Her Daddy. I, I had heard of it. it well, we out. talked yeah, about yeah, Call Her yeah. Daddy They're previously because, um, uh, as uh, you know, we have talked about... Uh, the chain smokers going a little bit too explicit about their <laughs> sex lives, their joint sex lives, and that was on Call Her Daddy. And we know about Anka Jams, and that was on Call Her Daddy. So um, basically, for those who don't know, Call Her Daddy is now a podcast where celebrities go for some reason, pretty high up celebrities go up for some reason and embarrass themselves uh, um, one way or another, maybe because they say like... Uh, Anka Jams, um, but it ends up being like iconic at the end, so it's not bad for them. So, um, Cole Sprouse's turn was this week, and he lived up to the standards of <laughs> Call Her Daddy. And one of the main things that the thing that went viral is like when, before um, each episode, Alex Cooper, who is the host, um, posts a like kind of viral dramatic clip of the interview. And then you see who is the 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 person that comes to the po- the podcast. And this time it was Cole Sprouse, like smoking a cigarette and being asked, like, oh, um, I don't know something about her ex. 
his ex or something like that. And he like has this dramatic pause and, and is like smoking this cigarette. Um, but I don't know. It looks like a fake. It's not a fake cigarette, but it looks like if you gave a kid like a 14 year old kid a cigarette and he had to look cool. But it's like it's, he's a 14 year old kid. He doesn't know how to smoke. He smokes weirdly. <laughs> like with, with between the middle fingers. Yeah. You know, like, he's holding up really weirdly. Like, weirdly. It's sort of standing on end. It's and like, it's, it's really strange. long for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's everything is like laughable. And and that and if you listen to the podcast itself like that just went viral on Twitter like oh my god this man he why is he holding the cigarette like that like why is he like first of all smoking in a room like it's a it's I not know. an open space like podcast it's a room it's like as if some you were smoking or I were mo- I smoking know. now it's, it's it's weird it's it's like a scene from the past it's like seeing I don't know someone yeah and the sofa is like velvety it's like oh my god the smoke is gonna be like all up in this sofa stuck I, in there yeah well yeah. um and if you listen to the if that wasn't enough if you listen to the whole podcast um one of the first um, things he says when starting recording is like, oh, can I smoke here? Even though it's a closed room. And, and obviously Alex Cooper is like, yeah, 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 do whatever. Um, you're the guest. Um, and I don't know, if if he like needs to smoke so badly, I guess he has an addiction to nicotine and, and, and it, well, like everyone here smokes, not inside the the, the room, the but the building. Um, but but I don't know. I understand people smoke. Yeah, I, I don't care. Um, but why? How does he manage to look like he has never smoked? Like if he's so addicted to it, like that's every time he smokes, like feels like the first time. Like why hasn't he managed to make it look natural? It looks like so forced, and and to make him look interesting, like the tobacco industry is collapsing because of this, because people think (laughs) (laughs) smoking makes you look cool and and it does most of the time. But there's a chance, there's a chance that you look like Cole Sprouse and I'm not risking it. I'm not smoking ever again. I don't want to be close any cigarette. Like, like, do you know what the ick is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he is the embodiment of the the ick. Like, like it gives you the... I cannot look you. I'm too embarrassed. I'm for some reason you're smoking, and it doesn't. Ha- it's not nothing that he said. Like even though in the bonus points you'll say like the things he said doesn't like redeem himself especially. But I don't know. To me, the cigarette. And by the end of the podcast, if you're like, oh, maybe he just he didn't know it was being recorded. He didn't want to make it a point that he's smoking. Oh my god, I'm such a bad boy. I'm smoking inside. <laughs> But he wanted to make it a point, but because by the end of the podcast, it's like, thank you so much, Alex, for letting me smoke four cigarettes. And it's like, four, oh my four God. cigarettes. <laughs> I've kissed three girls. Honestly, I have. Yeah, yeah. Last night, I drank <laughs> five beers. Really? Really? I did. Exactly. Just, come on. It sounds like exactly like that. <laughs> he was counting them. He, he had was, a plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to smoke four cigarettes. Four. Are you impressed, Alex? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> I am impressed. It was just an hour podcast and he smoked four cigarettes. But still, the, the impressive part is like he made it look all the time that it was the first cigarette he was ever smoking. Um, but yeah, basically that's it for, for Cole. Oh, can, I, can I ask a question? Just occurred to me. All oh, right. Okay, sorry. do you want to hear the bonus points first or you want to ask a question about the cigarettes? Or you can ask, a, well, ask I, away, ask away. Okay, okay. 
How famous, right, you're not allowed to smoke in our studio. How famous would someone have to be um, to us allow them to get away with smoking in our studio? Because, like, if Beyonce came in oh, and started yeah, smoking smog, a cigarette, yeah, of course... Yeah, smog my... my well, yeah, purse, I so. mean, but if, like, if, like, I don't know, Ronaldo and Clara, uh, Catalan <laughs> Indie think, Pop actually It would be so really, funny really that like, they ask, uh, no, she asks, I would be like, yeah, <laughs> the audacity allows... Uh, it's your free pass now. Yeah, but look at these curtains. They'd absorb <laughs> the smell and we'd be having yeah. the stench for a We'd allow Beyonce, wouldn't we? We'd allow Beyonce. We would allow Miley Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. We would allow... Would we, like... I mean, so where do we draw the line? Would we... I mean... I don't know. Maybe I Jessie wouldn't. Jessie Ware, would we allow her? I think it's it's mm. it's so rude for, like, other people who have to come and use the studio. I'd probably, like, make a point, like... You Beyonce. Know, Nah, Beyonce. come on. I'd enjoy, I'd enjoy the moment of like oh my imposing God. a bit of an authority. I'm a bro, Omar. I'm a bro. I'd be like, no, Beyonce. I, I'm in I control turning here. turning you into a villain now? Yeah, the origin story. Anakin Skywalker. Johan Wolf. No, I don't know. But it's because I really feel precious about like bothering people with smoke and the smell of it and secondhand smoke. It's like, Beyonce, I love you. I'd, I'd, I'd open the windows for her at least. <laughs> I don't think. I think. I, I think it's only beyond. I don't know. Nah, there's, no, there's, more, there's more. Tame I would Impala. allow Cole's Would you allow Tame Impala, Kevin Parker, to smoke in the studio? <sighs> that would be a trick. I mean, they're a festival headliner. You know. Yeah, it'd be hard but to I, say I don't mind no. telling them no. Like Kevin Parker is like, <laughs> look, Kevin. I'll, look, Kevin. We liked your Dungeons and Dragons theme tune, but I mean, obviously, if they're giving you an exclusive interview and they've made their time, and it's like, look, uh, I, I really need to smoke right now, and and we're we're out of here in fifteen minutes, then it's like, okay, there's no time for you to go all the way down to the first floor and smoke outside and come back up. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, I would let them. I would let Gold Sprouse smoke. I would let Ronaldo Clara smoke. It's like, bugger off, you live right around the corner. Not, you know, because they live close, you know, they're not on a time schedule. No, but I, I mean, I, I really, just to say, I really like Ronaldo Clara. It was just an, an, uh, an yeah, example of a local band, about, you know, yeah. a, a very good local band. Yes. So I, I, I said Cole Sprouse, not Ronaldo Clara. <laughs> Cole Sprouse is the only one who actually needs it. He needs it to live and to prove that he knows how to smoke. Um, <laughs> bonus <laughs> okay, points. bonus point, bonus point, quick. Um, <laughs> What, do you want to know what he talked about? He said two main things that stuck with me. <laughs> I mean, they are very weird. Um, obviously, he needed to n let us know things that we don't want to know about his sexual life, like his virginity. When did he lose it? How did he lose it? I don't care. Apparently, the celebrities are now obsessed with letting us know too much information that we didn't want to know. Like, shut up, shut up, the chain smokers. I don't want to know if you did a threesome together. I didn't ask. I didn't want to know. Why are you talking about this? Well, Colt Sprouse wanted us to know that he lost his virginity at 14 at a Disney cruise or something like that. I don't know. I, so wrong. Uh, yeah. Mm, I don't want to know. Thank you. And the other thing that he said, um, the, among other things, this is not the only two topics he talked about, um, he very ruthlessly threw his twin brother under the bus <gasps> without him being there to defend himself no. and, and said he was the biggest bully in school um, and that he even like attacked other peers like physically and then he had to go there like and excuse his brother like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for my brother and blah, blah, blah. And 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 it's like oh my god um okay no nobody really asked you to like 
pain to your brother as a villain, but okay. But then someone on Twitter said, like, you know what the funniest part is? They were homeschooled. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a plain out lie. And then there have been clips on on Twitter that have resurfaced um, of, of other, like, former castmates. Um, and when asked about like when working with the twins, blah blah blah, they always said like Dylan, who is the other twin, is so much nicer than Colf <laughs> and blah and, and all of this. And it's like, why would you put yourself in that position in which you're like saying like a lie and everyone can like oh just go up and see it's it's just a lie. But I, I don't know. Uh, that's called being cringe. That's actually like cringe, cringe because. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of layers. That there's you a lot can... of layers. It's like I cannot trust this person. <laughs> yeah, and especially after smoking four cigarettes. <laughs> okay, four, <laughs> yeah, four cigarettes, <laughs> three in a podcast studio. How dare they? A product that's Talking... literally legally available to everyone over the age of, of eighteen. Wow. Talking about podcasts, we have our last contenders. <laughs> you too. <laughs> no, not us. No. I insist. We do not make a no, podcast. I'm, we I'm, make a radio show. I, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. It's, uh, you it's know, not I'll you just... too. It's men with podcasts. Okay. Well, that is very different. That is very different. John You're... Peel. John did John Peel host a podcast? No, he hosted a radio show, didn't he? <laughs> okay. Exactly. I think did we're you up know? there. <laughs> Sorry. Everything you're saying, it's very funny because um, all of this um, came to mind because there was a New York Times article that talked about how the biggest red flag um, for women in dating has become men with podcasts. And men with podcasts <laughs> are aware of that. So they go oh, out of God. their way to either hide it or say the word podcast in another way. So like you do, like radio show. Um, but it is. I've been a sound a... engineer, programmer. Oh, audio production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audio content. Content creator. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, I have I one. I've never of... said I'm a content creator. I've, I've always managed to Digital bite my tongue. Digital strategy. One oh, said God. when saying like he had a podcast. He was oh, a podcast producer. Could... I'm a digital strategist. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, basically, I don't have to explain. We have made fun of men with podcasts way too many times for it. But it's like, like, there are men who, when you think of the podcast, bro, it's like the (laughs) podcast, obviously. (laughs) What what, what about the podcast sis? The podcast sister? The girl who, (laughs) like in that buddies clip, you know, they're like, you know, the the, the two girls, one's really funny at saying uh, mundane things about, you know, stuff. Mm. What about that? Why don't? (laughs) <laughs> this has to be an equal fight, you know. What is this? <laughs> we are winning. <laughs> oh my god. I'm cornered. No, but you know, um one of my favorite things about the existence of podcast pros, um like yeah, they're horrible. Um and some of their them are in jail, like um, Andrew Tate is in jail oh, and, and dying. No, and, and actually oh. dying. Um it's like it's dying. Very, yeah, he has apparently well, uh, it hasn't been like confirmed confirmed, but um, he he apparently has lung cancer. Which Jesus, makes, I, I, I'm not making fun of that, but that's an actual fact. Um, well, one of the best things that have come out of um, men with podcasts is the way we can make fun of them, and I wouldn't take it like any other way. I hope they keep on existing. And when I said men shouldn't have access to microphones or at least unlimited access to microphones I take it back please do I want to make fun of you by the way Andrew Tate uh, just says he doesn't have cancer so yeah but the manager said in a Instagram story he did whatever is Andrew Tate know. the one who gave away his location for Romanian yeah, authorities yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well guys we're 
at the end of the contest and we have to choose a winner. Oh, for me it's 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 Cole Cole. It's Cole House. What's the name? Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. That level of that level of yeah. Because we have to cringe. remember. Yeah, I I had the same thing. To me, it was like obviously Sam Levinson and The Weeknd. Obviously, but if we're talking at a cringe competition, yeah, yeah, that ah, went beyond cringe. That went to like it some made very me cringe. Like, some of it, but I have the slight feeling that The Weeknd and Sam are in control of this narrative. Yeah, but they're still cringy. Yeah. But they're but but they're try, they're, yeah, okay. they're aware of you it. Think Cole Whereas Cole is not was, was actually <laughs> thinking that he's going to look yeah, cool yeah. smoking a, a four cigarettes uh, like a four year old and, <laughs> and 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 like throwing his brother. You never throw your brother under a bus. I mean, yeah, that's just, I'm making that's up a weird like about how you know when they were homeschooled. It's so strange. Yeah, yeah he, he wins. He's, he's the cringiest and the podcast More bros. That, yeah, fight well, another maybe day. He, maybe he did bully people outside like. Yeah, and he said he bullied people too. Like he didn't say he was like an angel. He said like I bullied them academic academically. Like I bullied them like verbally. Like oh, oh are you? Um, do you think you're blah blah blah? Like and and then Alex Cooper was like, oh, that's worse. <laughs> I would rather someone hit me than bully then me. Like shame you know, me yeah. for like having a low IQ or yeah. or making a spelling mistake. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's horrible. That that because that you never forget that you can forget a slap. Unless you will, this uh, uh, wrong. <laughs> but but you don't, you never forget like someone making fun of the the time that you said that the capital of Spain was Barcelona or something like that. <laughs> or you called the teacher mum. Oh yeah, ah, I would ah. never let you forget that. <laughs> so are are we in agreement? And I feel and I oh my god, do I feel bad for all these people on the contest now? I I think cringiest, yeah, it has to be. Cringiest. Has to be. I I feel. Do you know what? I it's feel, kind of iconic to be because he's not done anything really wrong, no. bad. You know what and, I mean? Like, and he like I went to his Instagram to see if he like deactivated or something because there were so many people laughing. And he made like a, a joke about it, like this week's recap, and it was a few of the memes that people were doing about him. So. He's owning it. Yeah, he's owning it, which is the best thing you can do it when you win a competition. (laughs) Being the cringiest. And his his uh, his prize is he gets to smoke one cigarette in our studio <laughs> if he wants to come yeah. and try it. Yeah. Oh my god! I wish he came here and chain smoked like a whole pack of cigarettes. I would love that. He's the kind of person I reckon. You know how like some people used to put like cigarette packets in their sleeves. Oh, you yes. can really obviously see that. Yes. We can show him this trick. I bet he doesn't know it yet. I'm really sad though that this happened to like you know a cute character from Friends. I love Friends. Yeah. And, uh, and Disney Channel. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. uh, Child stars, we all love them. We all love them, and <laughs> some of them get to live to almost fifty and pick up the Oscar for best supporting actor, like Kehoe Kwan. So, and he is the least cringe. So, yeah. So this is the, what Kehoe Kwan has been doing all throughout award season. He's been he's been doing selfies uh, with all these famous it, people. Yeah. And it's beautiful because like, yeah, okay, they're famous, but they all know you from the Goonies or, or you know, they all, they're, they're probably more excited or as excited as you mm. to take the selfie. So it was uh, something that could have become a cr- cringe. He's just like, no, he's, he's cringe proof. Yeah, I think this man is cringe proof. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, even like when he said like, this is the American dream, it was like, <laughs> Anyone else would say it, it would be like, oh, this is really cringy. But the way he says it, it's so honest and so heartfelt. It's like, you know what? We're going to let you, we're yeah. going to let that one slide. Nobody else, please say that ever because you're you're going to be 
mm, done. done. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's like that's it. But it's but like, he can say it. Yeah. Okay. We can't. Um, uh, can, can I can I play you a song? Right. Yeah. This is a song I've never heard. Okay. Right. And it might be absolutely awful, but it's a song called Put Me On Your Podcast, Bro, which I thought was like a good name for a song. Mm-hmm. Rob, can we have a little bit of uh, Ricky Raw, no less, with Put You On Your Put Me On Your Podcast, Bro? <laughs> Sounds like South Park. <laughs> I think that should be our new theme tune. I yeah. can't tell if he's taking the piss or not. I was looking at his, his Instagram. Oh, it has I don't to be. It has to. This I'm is not wonderful. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm if not, not sure. he's on the list. To be the podcast, bro. <laughs> anyway, we have uh, just enough. We have two minutes to talk about our album of the week. Fever Ray's uh, r- Romance. Radical Romantics. Radical Romantics. There we go. Uh, ben, give it to me. I absolutely loved it. It's like a knife reunion for the first sort of... Uh, four songs. Four songs. I love the knife. I think uh, Karen Dreyer is one of the most interesting people doing music these days. I love the way it kind of took on the theme of uh, romance and all the various different things that romance can be. Um, it did, uh, in even out, uh, Fever A, uh, even called out someone who's bullying um, their, their, oh, their child track, in that school. That track is amazing because it's produced by Nine Inch Nails, well, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Yes, yeah. And uh, she said something about how... They, they said, they said. They said, sorry, they said that they're, that like uh, Trent, uh, he's also a parent and he's also uh, beyond 50 and she's all, they are re- reaching their 50s. So that this kind of sentiment of like looking out for your children is very strong and that no one has ever heard that kind of threat towards a, your child's bully in a pop song. And I was wondering, it's like she, she sings, you know, uh, Zacharias, mm-hmm. you know, she mentions him very well. It's like, is that a real name, a kid's real name? And I read that, no, she did. They, she, they. they. Sorry, they. I'm like, what's it? Confusing Sam Smith's uh, pronoun, uh, Jeremy Clarks. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> You're they, not like Jeremy Clarks. <laughs> I know, thank God. They told Pitchfork that she had, they had the bully's real name in the lyrics. Uh, and I'm going to read what she said, which I did change because in the end, it's not them we want to take down. There were a lot of grown up people around who didn't take any responsibility because her child did get bullied at school. That's the thing. And didn't protect my kid in this situation. That is always the case that the people who are supposed to be present are not there. And a friend of mine said, this is the first time I've heard an album, an adult threatening a kid in music which is super dark if you mm. think of it. And imagine you're the parent of the kid, the bully, and you're like imagining Fever Ray looking like they do on the album cover, pe- peering in through your window late at night in some northern sc- uh, Swedish town. I'd crap my pants. I wouldn't sleep. But revenge, as they say, is a dish best served cold. And yes. that is a cold, cold yes. revenge. Like, you know. I mean, it's like there's no room for you and we know where you live with that sinister voice. Yeah, and like, cut, 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 cut. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. And it sounds a lot like decades from Joy Division. Not, it doesn't sound a lot, but it has that kind of atmosphere and tone and... Trent Reznor has always been a fan of Joy Division. I imagine she might be. Not that they said, oh, let's make a track like, but it just reminded me of uh, of uh, decades with a bit of Boards of Canada retro wonky synths in there. And on that note, beautiful. Well, we're going to have to end there. We're going to have to end there, but we've decided who's the cringiest. Uh, go and listen to Fever Ray. Maybe maybe Cole. Cole likes Fever Ray. And sits hey, there bed. with his full five cigarettes. <laughs> Anyway, we'll see you next week. And we are not a podcast. We do a radio show. We are two grown men losing touch (laughs) with a young beacon of hope and light.